Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. Today, Jesse and I are going to be talking about this new wave of AI technology, our thoughts on it, and ways that we are actually using it in our lives. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard, and yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jessie Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Oh my goodness, AI. (laughs) You know, I feel like so many people are out there talking about how you could use AI. Mm Mm-hmm. But are people actually talking about how they're actually using it? Yes. And there's a lot of conversation around it. People have a lot of really strong feelings about AI and how it's being used. (laughs) I do, I do. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I have strong I have strong but mixed feelings about AI (laughs) and how it's being used. But I will I will say from the jump, my personal opinion with AI is that it is useful for helping to come up with ideas and create things. But as far as creating a finished product, I feel like that AI is not the way to go for that. Like you can use it to help you outline a blog post, but not necessarily to write the whole blog post. And a lot of that comes from some of the issues that AI has with like copyright and plagiarism and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, and also I don't think a computer is ever going to do quite as good a job as at the like creative side of things mm-hmm. than a person. So yeah. that's my general opinion, but I do use it for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting how, so I had sent Angela a little bit of a clip of a YouTube video yesterday that talked about mm-hmm. branding and how, if people in their business just do what they think people want, then you lose yourself. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, maybe you're just jumping on a fad. And then when the fad's over, you're left with this business that you never even wanted in the first place because it's not you. And that's kind of how I feel with AI, right? Like, don't just jump on the bandwagon. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. And there are some practical ways I have used AI. I'm not against AI. I'm for using AI in a logical, proper way. Yes. I am not a fan of just completely relying on it mm-hmm. blindly. Yeah. Well, and it's talking about this fad, and I see it with AI, but the, the best recent example has been Threads. So the day that Threads launched, I was on it first thing in the morning. Um, I didn't get up at three o'clock or anything to see it launch. I just, when I woke up, I made a Threads thing and I was looking through it. But then I started scrolling Facebook and Instagram and the other social channels. And I was noticing people already pushing like courses and workshops and (laughs) freebies Mm -hmm. on how to maximize your reach on threads and how to use threads for your business. And all I could think was this has been out for five hours. 
there is no way you know anything more about this platform than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot possibly, especially since at the time, and I haven't noticed one since, there was no analytics on threads. Mm-hmm. Like There was no way to track that. So there's no way to track if what you're doing is working or anything like that. So it was just one of those things where I was like, all of these people are jumping on this fad of like, let me help you make your threads better. And I'm like, this platform's five hours old. <laughs> yeah. Now, I thought it's funny. I saw someone make that a post very similar to that about like, I can't believe people are out there telling you how to use threads to, you know, grow your company. Mm-hmm. And then the next post they had was a tip for how to I'm use like, threads. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. What a hypocrite. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I I think the same thing is happening with AI. It's just that seeing it happen so fast with threads was a really good example because as soon as now chat GPT and there's another program called Dolly that creates images. That was the first one I ever played with. Mm -hmm. Those had been out for a while, Mm -hmm. but when they hit the news and they became really popular overnight, we did see this influx of people let me show you how to use AI to automate all your stuff and all the business and write all your blog posts for you and write all your emails for you and do all the stuff for you. And it's like, you can technically, I could go into chat GPT and have it write a blog post for me. But first of all, it's not going to sound like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it may or may not be accurate because chat GPT does pull information from the internet, but we are all grownups and we know that not all information on the internet is true. The old adage that they can't put it on the internet if it's not true is (laughs) not true. (laughs) So it may or may not be accurate and it may or may not be plagiarized. (laughs) Well, and also, I don't know if it's still that way, but for a time, like uh, chat GPT only got information all the way up until a few years ago. Like they don't even have right. current stuff. They don't. Yeah. They didn't. It didn't pull current information. Yeah. yeah. It might be so, different now. That was several months back and you know how fast right. this goes. Oh yeah. So fast. But yeah. So it's, it's, there's a lot of complex issues around AI and I'm not trying to say that like, oh, you should use AI for all the things, but there are some really good ways to use AI and a lot of really good AI tools that can help you with your business, especially if you're like me and you have a hard time coming up with ideas or, you know, writing small blurbs, like captions for social media, Mm -hmm. Um, And those, I think, practical applications are what we will hopefully see the industry sort of settle into. Yeah. Okay. So answer me this question then. And just so you guys are like on board with us, we decided we're just going to spitfire this conversation. Like we're like, we we don't have a list or anything. We could create a list or we could do, I was like, no, let's just have a conversation about AI. Like, let's just talk realistically about AI. Um, Okay. What are the last, and I'll say two, what are the last two things you did with AI? I used AI to help me write some social media captions because I am terrible at those. And I used AI to, um, break down uh, like a bigger task that I was working on. 
into smaller I pieces. Mean, technically, I think probably the last thing I used AI for was one of the AI filters on TikTok, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> that <doesn't> count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For myself, kind of the same thing. Um, it I had it create some – I had clicked social – captions. Mm -hmm. But what I really used it for was the copy to go on some graphics for ads. Right. And then second, this is this is probably the favorite thing I've ever used AI for. I got input from my kids and created a bedtime story. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I went to my daughter. I'm like, okay, what do you want in the story? She said she wants a, a princess and a unicorn named Unica. And then I went to my son and I'm like, what do you want? And he said, I want a plane and I want an Autobot named Optimus. That's so cool. Or sorry, a rescue bot. There's so many stupid transformer bots these days. Yesterday, I'm not even kidding you. Yesterday, my my son was pretending to be some sort of transformer thing and I had to call him this weird name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, side note, my kids also loved the unicorn named Unica. I think that must be just like a universal thing. Oh, kid name. It wasn't wasn't a thing for me. Anyway, (laughs) it wasn't for me either. I told uh, ChatGPT to create a five minute story with all those four things and it shot out. I'm not even kidding you. It was a great story. Awesome. And, it, and I read it in like five minutes and then I had the kids take their um, stuffed animals and stuff and act out the story. Aww. Bedtime story done. And it was something new and something they had input in and I didn't have to read the same story 10 million yeah. times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is a perfect example of ways that AI can be used responsibly. Mm-hmm. Like make a five minute bedtime story for my kids is in my opinion. And I know there are people that disagree with me, a perfectly acceptable way to use AI. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's write a 25 page children's story that I can publish and make money off of, like then we're getting into some iffy territory, but yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I never even thought about that. Now I want to try it. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. I know too bad. Your kids are starting to get a little older. <laughs> I know. I don't know. My Um, kids might still dig that. It's like bedtime Mad Libs. Yes, it is. (laughs) I I saw yesterday an AI thing that it was a prompt about like creating an entire book from just like a little prompt. Oh, wow. I was like, like you said, Angela, yeah. Sure, you can do these things, but at what point? Because it's not going to sound like you. It's not going to be you. Even when I know, you know, there are ghostwriters, right? So people can hire other people to write books right. for them. But part of the research is learning the tone and the style of the person who's slapping their name on the book. Right. So even if say I hired someone to write a book and slap Jesse Valle on there, it's going to still sound like me because they've done their research right? to learn me, to learn my patterns, to learn my style. Huh. Yeah. I Okay, so now um, that we've shared with you a couple things we've actually used it for, <laughs> um, 
there are some things that I saw that could be helpful, but whether mm-hmm. you actually use it or not, I don't know. One of them was creating a meal plan. Now, mm, here's the I thing. See. I had shared on a previous episode that I'm trying HelloFresh. And at first I thought the same thing about this. Like there's no way I would have AI tell me what to make for dinner because it's going to pick things I don't like or my kids don't like or this and that. But the thing I learned about HelloFresh is it's having me and my husband try things that we've never tried in our whole life, like different spices. Like mm-hmm. I did one last night that was were these tacos. I cannot even pronounce the, the two types of spices that went on there. <laughs> and I've and I've never heard of them. I've never oh, used them. I love them. spices. It and it was like it was like some sort of sauce. I'm assuming it was supposed to be some sort of like Asian flavor. And my husband and I don't really eat a lot of um, Asian foods. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it was it felt very foreign and it was very weird and it was delicious. <laughs> it was so good. I'm like, I would totally eat this again, but it's not something I would have ever made myself. Right. And so that's how I feel about telling something like AI, create me a, you know, Create me five dishes in the grocery list to go along with it. It could totally Mm. do that. Yeah. And don't be afraid to just jump in and try something new. Yeah. There's a lot of possibilities with AI that I had not considered. I was telling Jesse about one that I've played with a little bit. Um, It's called Goblin Tools. And the whole point of it is that you put in a task and it breaks the task down for you. Um, So you could tell it. I need to clean the bathroom, break that down for me, and it will break it into smaller tasks like clean the sink, clean the toilet, wipe the floor, whatever. But then you can click on those tasks and it will break each of those tasks down for you, which can be really useful if you are someone who has a hard time getting started with things and like Mm -hmm. really needs to break it down to a small step to get yourself going. Or if you are trying to break it down into steps for your kids to help. I was just thinking that, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you tell your kids, I need you to clean the bathroom, that can be really overwhelming, especially mm-hmm. if they don't know what they're doing. Breaking it down into smaller tasks like scrub the toilet, wipe out the sink, you know, wipe down the shower can be helpful. But especially if you have smaller kids, breaking those tasks down even further mm-hmm. helps a lot more. And it I was playing with it and it was coming up with pieces of the tasks that I do, but I didn't really think of as like a step in the task. Mm. So if I had been writing out, get it wet, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. If I had been writing that out for my kids, I wouldn't have considered that a step, but my kid, like as one of my kids, especially is very literal and like, that's a step they would have needed Mm -hmm. to like, I mean, they would have figured out you have to have a wet rag, but like it would have been a thing where they came to me and said, how do I, what do I wipe this down with? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about that sometimes too. Like I feel like in life, I'm a problem solver. And so if something, if I was standing in a room and I'm like, okay, I need to clean this. I need to get a rag and I need to, you know, go forward. And I feel like that's a skill that I want to try to teach my kids, but I'm not quite Mm -hmm. sure how. And maybe this could help, right? Like just showing them instances of here's step by step how you could do something. So then the next time they're standing there and they're like, oh, I need to clean this. What do I do? I need to find a rag 
and I need to get it wet. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The next thing I'm going to try is using it to help my kids clean their rooms. (laughs) Ooh. Because I made a list for them the other day and it worked out pretty well, but it was kind of broad and there was Mm -hmm. like a lot of questions. So I was like, I wonder if I could use that. So that's my next challenge with that. Mm. But I've seen AI used in a lot of ways. Um, One I saw mentioned the other day that I haven't tried but looked really interesting was called Reclaim. And it basically helps you find like it helps you with your calendar and your like scheduling for the day Mm -hmm. and making things go efficiently and finding pockets of times where you can put in work or have a meeting or whatever. Um, It's basically like a personal assistant, I guess I would Mm. think kind of. I've never had one, but, you know, just (laughs) sort of keeping your calendar, making sure you're staying on track and being Mm -hmm. productive. Um, And I had a couple of people talking about it and they just raved about it. They thought it was Mm -hmm. amazing. So. Yeah, I follow this guy on Instagram that literally all the time, all they do is just list different tools that use AI. There are oh, so, there's so many. many, so many. I Oh, I forgot when you asked me what the last two things I did with AI was. Mm-hmm. One of them, I was wrong about the thing. One of them was uh, creating product descriptions. Mm. helping me create products because Shopify has added AI to Mm -hmm. its platform. And so now you can give it keywords, um, which I don't do a lot of SEO, but I feel like would be very useful in that case. You could put in some of your SEO keywords and a few others, and it will write a product description for you in different, you can tell it different tones, like sophisticated, Mm -hmm. playful, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I usually end up going in and changing things a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. a really great start, Starting especially point. if, yeah. yeah, especially if I have a client that doesn't have product descriptions already. Yeah. And so, I've, yeah. I've started noticing that too. Um, just this last week, I've seen several platforms that I'm a part of, um, m- m- like email and say, we now have AI integrated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and some of them I'm, I'm interested, like, okay, well, how, like, how is this going to help me be, you know, more efficient using your platform? But I feel like it's almost getting to the point now where when someone adds AI to their platform, it's kind of like, oh, huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And what's crazy is this has only been a thing for a little over six months. Yeah. And that's how how fast fast this blew up. Yeah. That for someone to add AI to their platform is just kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. figured. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, was, whoa, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was flabbergasted when I first got into the Dolly AI. And it has a whole bunch of issues in itself as far as like pulling copyrighted images. But I was I got to play with it before it went public. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> I just came across it and tried to sign up and they let me in. Um, it was the one time I was super cool to my teenager because all of her artsy TikTokers had been talking about it and how hard it was to get access to it. And you had to be like super awesome. And I somehow managed it. And she thought, hey, it was you amazing. are super awesome. I think that's what uh, that means. <laughs> um, but playing with that, it was mind blown. It's my first actual experience interacting with an AI. And it was funny because it was still new. So a lot of, I would put in a prompt and I would get back some like really ridiculous images. 
Um, but you know, I had to keep refining and keep going back and forth with it. And it was really fun to use. And I was absolutely amazed. And then I got access to chat GPT when it got, you know, kind of blew up and I could, I was like, this is awesome. But now it's just like, if I see one more thing that's just like blatantly written with AI, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I tried last week? So this isn't my most recent two, but it is something I've tried. I tried the Photoshop AI. Oh, I haven't tried that one. It left me wanting a little bit. Oh. I know it's it stinks because I had really high hopes because the ones that I yeah. see on the internet are like, oh, that's so cool. So like right. I saw I, – I even saw like yesterday a post and they said something like – uh, circled a person and they said, remove people. And then it removed them. And I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. But when I tried it and I'm like, remove people, it added a different person. <laughs> or maybe it's the prompt. Here's something else we need to talk about. You have to be yes. really good about your prompts. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I put remove person and then it replaced them with another person. Right. So maybe that's it is I had the wrong prompt. I should have said remove people. Now yeah. I gotta go try it. But right. that's the other thing. It's like that if you aren't satisfied, you have to look inward and say, did I give them a proper prompt? Yeah. It's not, it's not as intuitive as people think it's gonna be, and it's not as easy as people think it's gonna be. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's where some of the frustration with AI comes from, where people are like, I tried it, and it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but, but, but even like I've just said, okay, it's the difference between saying remove person and remove and remove people and remove people. Yeah, sometimes it is just really about the prompts, um, and that's that's something I was telling a client the other day. We were talking about AI, and I was like, the thing with AI, the good thing with AI for the most part is that it can only do what you tell it to do. But the bad thing with AI is that it will do exactly what you tell it to do. <laughs> You have to be very, very specific in your prompts and what you want out of it in order to get back what you want. It's not like Google where you can just type in something and it will come up with a bunch of related things. Mm -hmm. The AI is going to give you back exactly what you ask for, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I don't want AI thinking for itself. I want it to do exactly what I tell it to do. (laughs) But... (laughs) But it does make it difficult to work, especially if it's a new platform, like the one we were playing with the other day where we were doing the exact same thing, but getting different results because mine, yours was opening in a window and mine was opening in a sidebar and it was doing Mm -hmm. different things. Like clearly somewhere along the way, our settings are off or Mm -hmm. something, (laughs) but we were getting very different results from the thing we were trying to play with. And that is a really good example of how you have to like really know what you're doing sometimes with AI. Some of the tools like Goblin tools, super easy. Tell it what you want it to do. It'll break it down. But I think the reason that works is because it's a very, this is the only thing it does mm-hmm. type tool. It's Which, a lot different than chat GPT. Can I say that is very similar to, to some of the things we've talked about in the past? Like, okay, what about all those platforms that do five things? That's cool. But are they doing all five of those things amazingly when you can have this one platform over here that does just one thing and they are Mm -hmm. the bomb at that one thing? 
And it's right. kind of the same or, thing about having a business. Like when you niche yeah. down, instead of saying, I'm going to do these five things, you say, I'm going to do this one thing and I'm going to do it better than anybody else. And right. I'm going to become known for doing that one thing. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with being something that does one thing really well and get known yes. for it. Yeah, absolutely. Or you have the platforms that do five things, but you really only need it to do two of the five things, but you mm-hmm. still have to pay for all five things. Yep. Here you go. Well, that's just business. <laughs> that is just business. But it is, you know, when you can have a different platform that does one of those things really, really well, Yeah. then you really have to start looking at whether or not it's worth it. But yeah, yeah that is a, a big thing. And I think one of the reasons that the AI platforms like ChatGPT, and I know there are other ones, but that's just the most well-known, that are especially the text prompt-based ones, um, get so much attention is because it can do so many things. Because people say, I had it write me a meal plan. I had it write me a blog post outline. Mm-hmm. I had it draft an email for me so that I could, you know, resign or whatever. <laughs> like. <laughs> It does all the things, but then when you dig into it, that's also where you see the frustration of, I asked it to do this thing and I couldn't get it to work. Right. Yeah. And, and I also, I do think we'll see a lot more programs niching down into doing one specific Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. so that it is easier for people to use and actually get the result they want. Yeah. I think the overall message is, Don't be afraid of AI. It's perfectly acceptable to use AI responsibly. It's like like drinking. Do it responsibly. Responsibly. Yes. (laughs) Use AI responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) If you have examples of you actually using AI, not what you could do with it, but you actually using it, please put it on Facebook, Instagram, threads, TikTok. You're on threads. Tag us at Marketing Moms Podcast. We were we're at you know Marketing Moms Podcast on all the platforms. We want to hear about it. Like I want examples of what people are actually doing with it, not what yes. you could do with it. Not what so, you could do with it. Please let us know, and we will chat with you next week. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.